Hi, this is Jackie Naaman-Jones, and this is Jackie's Hand of Horror. Today, on our show, we have uh, Tanya Atomic, my co-host. Hello. And my other co-host here, Rachel Jackson. Hi. And uh, today's show, we're being a little squeamish here and talking about Spiders. spiders. Today's review is uh, Ice Spiders for our movie trailer. It was 2007 and uh, very interesting. Ice and spiders. Not something I would normally (laughs) put together. Oh, you need to sing them to the official song now. Ice spiders! Check them and see. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. Did you just come up with that? That's good. Yes, I just just now. Um, I don't know why. Well, um, here's a question this trailer raises for me. How many secret government labs are there? Like, oh, lots. really? Lots? Just like every like every everywhere. town has a secret government lab yeah. under it or like yeah. above it, mm-hmm. basically. They just, they're everywhere. Yeah, they are. And this one was actually above ground. So how secret can you be? I, I don't know. I know nothing about secret government yeah. labs. Of course you don't. There's... None of us know anything about secret <laughs> government labs. Apparently they're all over, though, and doing crazy experiments and creating new breeds of Dang. toxic animals. You would think some of them would email each other and be like, oh, yeah, hey, um, like our giant spiders got out and that really sucked. So, yeah. like, you know that giant uh, bee experiment you were doing? <laughs> nix that. Yeah. Stop it. Well, I would just say send some over and maybe they can cancel each other out. Or, oh. I, I don't know. No, that's fun. I'd watch but, Bee versus Spider. Would you? <laughs> yeah. Bee versus Ice Spider. Maybe that's the sequel. <laughs> but I thought that was interesting. Olympic hopefuls, mm-hmm. you know, out skiing and such. And so they're the ones battling mm-hmm. the spiders. And if Olympic hopefuls can't, can't defeat giant ice spiders and who can i mean we, we don't know i mean since True. we haven't seen the movie we maybe they maybe the olympic hopefuls do defeat yeah the ice spiders i don't know we'll see wasn't I'd, looking good but i'd watch it i'm curious um i have to say i'm not like unless unless it turned into sort of an 80s ski battle like mm. to a sports training montage and i could see spiders skiing oh. I, i'm just not interested in this movie mm. sorry to say the trailer was fun though Huh. I, I feel like once they brought in the Olympic hopefuls, they had me. <laughs> I'm there. But I don't feel like the from the trailer, I don't feel like it's gonna be good. Yeah. Like I don't I don't get that it oh, this is gonna be a particularly good film. It felt like a sci fi channel movie to yeah. me. Pretty hardcore. Yeah. And okay. those are usually not very good. Well, I had to change Sorry. my mind then I, I can't see this. <laughs> we, we didn't I, need to talk you no, out of it. No, no, that's well, no, based fine. Based on the trailer, I not thought on about our, it more. Yeah, but um, but I feel like there's interesting things in it that I haven't seen. I mean, obviously they're trying to do that, mm-hmm. but there's things in it that I haven't seen before, like spiders in the ice. Right, but they don't appear <laughs> to be made of ice, which is kind of what I was hoping oh, for. Yeah. They're more like snow spiders. To so be they are really more honest. like snow spiders. Yeah, yeah, it should have been snow. But they spider. didn't even yeah. have fur. That doesn't True. make sense. Right? True. They could have gone in so many other directions. We would have to have been more tarantula-like. Yeah. I'm not sold. Yeah, I'm done. I'm not watching I'd, it. I'd nah. still see it. Really? Oh, see... now you'll see okay. it. Oh, no, you I, would have I, I will okay. see, yeah. see it. Okay. She's going to see it because of the Olympic hopefuls. Mm-hmm. If the I fact saw that they're it... battling ice yeah. spiders. Oh, yeah, that's true. If, if I did, it would be at home because then I could take breaks or switch to mm. something else. No, that's else. true. Maybe there's something you could do at the same time. Oh, no, I wouldn't Now, this is something we haven't visited before. Would this be a movie to see high or not high? 
Hi. You'd have to be. <laughs> there you go. See, that's it. Yeah. But body. like if yeah. you, you know, skiing off a spider, I want to see that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, all right. I see someone ski off a spider. There you go. Well, a y'all, giant one. you can let us know if you see this, if you like it, um, but don't blame us if you don't. Today's movie review for Spiders is Tarantula, a 1955 film in black and white. And uh, I'm pretty sure I saw this at some point when I was a kid. There's some scenes that look pretty familiar, but uh, it's pretty cool. I mean, uh, I have to tell you, I was probably most impressed with the font. (laughs) It looked like furry tarantula legs. Mm -hmm. I thought that was pretty cool. Yes, we would all download this font, I think. We Mm -hmm. agreed to that pretty much right off the bat. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. Um, I'd watch it because it's a classic. You know, it's it's an old movie, 1955, and uh, for its age, I thought it was some pretty good effects. I mean, simple effects, but they used them Mm -hmm. effectively. No, this movie looks so amazing. (laughs) I cannot wait to see. I mean, I mean, the effects really lend uh, to the I mean, it works with the black and white. You could tell that. um, I mean, that's what they had to work with of the day. And I think it really works in the black and white. I mean, it's obviously a tarantula, you know, superimposed large over, you know, other smaller scenes or whatever. But in the black and white it works and sometimes the trench was kind of shadowy yeah mm-hmm. and it works it makes it even creepier i mean actually my favorite effect was um the the giant eye looking in at the window of the house yeah. that that was not i mean i don't and of I course don't think she's... that's what spider eyes look like no but, no but i don't care <laughs> but the fact that the woman's getting ready for bed of course. you know why is it yeah. always a woman getting ready for bed why would yeah. the spider be interested in that or yeah. why, yeah. why would, why would the spider, spider be interested in that <laughs> i mean or is it just to make a point that she's at her most vulnerable. Yeah. I mean, she's not wearing like anything revealing, no. but it's definitely a vulnerable moment where she's taking her robe off. Yeah, and, like, and then... <laughs> but it looked like <laughs> she actually got out of the room, and the husband got taken <laughs> by the big yeah, mandible. Maybe. I don't. Maybe, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to I'd watch it. Cool. I loved how serious it was too. <laughs> like the the scientists were so worried and so nervous about yeah. those crazy. I mean. I loved it. I thought that looked a lot of fun. Yeah, it just looks like the, a lot of fun. Definite the, foreshadowing, not yeah. subtle. But the, no, not the subtle. science scientists with the strong chiseled right. jaw, yeah, yeah. and then <laughs> and then the serious woman assistant scientist in full, yeah, full makeup, makeup. Right. Yeah. And the, ha- right. the handsome it's like scientist. Gorgeous. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I liked the peek at the lab of other giant animals. Mm. I mean, I want to see the sequel where the giant gerbil gets out. Oh yeah, <laughs> and yeah. I wonder what uses that would New be York like. as his chew toy. <laughs> <laughs> The gerbils of New York. Um, <laughs> yeah, it was just a definite, definite C for me. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I'd watch I think it. So. <laughs> well, hey everybody! Today's dark arts is spider recipes, and I have to tell you, I'm pretty excited about this one. <laughs> when I when I first started. Uh, researching it a bit it's kind of disgusting but after more research i'm kind of having a hankering for a tarantula leg (laughs) so you know and then i had a question too like well where do you where do you get these 
the raw ingredients, you know. So I found a couple places you can get uh, canned zebra tarantulas, but they only come one to a can. So I yeah. don't know. And it does Is that say the it's whole thing it's, can or just the meat. Uh, no, it's the entire uh, uh, zebra tarantula. And it just says on the can that's delicious dipped in soy or chili sauce. So I'm assuming that they want you to eat it as is. It's kind of dehydrated. So I wouldn't go with that. I would try to find fresh ones. Um, I found this great recipe on on Epicurean about fried tarantulas. And they actually look pretty interesting. Um, yeah, they look like they're about to walk away, coating and all. Yeah, with panko. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, I mean, they're real simple. You just, uh, you know, you, oh, I know. Um, so tarantulas have these little hairs, and it's one of their defense mechanisms. Is They have these little hairs that cause irritation on things that touch them or try to bite them, almost like really fine little cactus hairs. And so you have to get the, the hairs off of them. I guess you got to scrape them. And uh, one guy's review on eating them said that after you've munched a few, you might find you have a, a little <laughs> a hairball in your throat. Oh, <laughs> a spider hairball! I can't even imagine. But oh, um, how do you get rid of that? Do you cough it out, or guess like a cat? You know. <laughs> Um, so that seemed pretty bad. And then, um, but, so that let's see. <laughs> no, like that's the bad part. Uh, <laughs> the legs are crunchy with, with little meat. Uh, it says the head and body have a delicate white meat taste, like a cross between chicken and cod. But then this other one, this other review says, um, unless you're like really macho and kind of gross, you probably don't want to eat the body because the body is filled with, um, so the large globular abdomen is full of a dark brown paste. And that includes everything from the eggs to the heart and spider excrement. So, you know, I think I would avoid the body, but the head and the legs are supposed to be kind of crunchy. And I keep thinking they're like crab meat, but this says they taste like chicken. <laughs> hmm. I remember that in that video we saw where the people were eating from the street market, because mm -hmm. in Cambodia and places like that, that's, they eat tarantula there yeah. and, um, and the, in the street markets and stuff. And I remember when we were watching that, they, um, yeah, they took the meat out of the legs. It kind of reminded me of like crab, mm -hmm. sort of. But then, yeah, the middle part, the body part was more of a liquidy. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah, but it was more uh, soft than the, than the legs were right kind of gooey probably like a big oyster Ooh. or something <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah you just dip them in tempura and deep fry them for about a minute and sprinkle a little paprika on there and they're good to go but um in cambodia i read about that you know how they're now they've become quite popular but they haven't always been that way and it was during um you know what was it like during the cambodian wars and people there was a lot of famine and so people had nothing to eat and they were they were eating bugs 
and tarantulas and spiders. But but they learned a lot during that time on preparation. And now people go there just to eat these spiders. I mean, they're high protein, low carb, good for you. Now, didn't we, we saw something where there was like every year there was a festival when all the tarantulas after they mate or something like that there's hundreds of thousands all over the forest floor yeah and And i remember i I had talked to you i told you that when i was a kid i grew up when i was really little i was born in fort worth texas Uh, that's before we moved to el paso but i have a very clear memory of being like between three and four years old and uh, being right next door at my friend's house and it was getting to be dusk and I started walking home and I could see on the streets were just being covered with tarantulas and I ran home and by the time I got to the house, I mean, they were covering the streets, the sidewalks. They have these migrations in different parts of the country that just, it's like just a solid wall of tarantulas. I guess that's the time to go hunting. (laughs) You know, if you want to have a business, you better know how to dehydrate them. And I don't know how you keep them on the dehydration dehydration screen. They'd be crawling everywhere. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Woo. (laughs) So, anyway, that's about it. I mean, that's my thing on, you know, there's lots of other things you can eat. Uh, and we might be coming to a place in the near future, you know, with the way the world's going. Um, I don't think it's a bad thing to think about other things that we can eat. <laughs> I know a lot of people are talking about insect proteins yeah. being the next protein. Yeah, he's looking that up. I mean, that's me. I get researching. I was like looking at their silkworms, grasshoppers, crickets, caterpillars. I mean, it says here in South Africa, caterpillars are so popular, 9.5 billion of them are harvested a year to eat. Wow. For people to eat. So, man, when I was a kid, I, I used to call them fuzzies, and I loved them. I used to let them walk all over my uh-huh. arms and stuff. And I'm, I'm actually allergic to caterpillars, and I would get hives just from their feet oh, okay. pitching me. <laughs> I'd come home covered in hives, and my, my mom would be like, what's wrong? What's wrong? What's going on with you? What are you allergic to? And I was like, I have no yeah. idea, because I had no idea. And then one day she caught me in the backyard with, like, a bunch of caterpillars walking off. You know, she's like, what are you doing? Why are you letting this walk all over you? They're fine. Well, it's a good cute. thing you weren't inclined to eat them. Your throat would have swelled up and we wouldn't be having this conversation. <laughs> well, that's my segment on spider recipes. If anybody wants to try one, we're putting the links up on our Facebook page in our show notes. And uh, I'd love your opinion unless you're really mad at me about it. And then you can just keep it to yourself. <laughs> Well, today on Jackie's Hand of Horror, on our spider edition here, uh, we have our guest, Michelle Nesk. And I chose her for this because when I think of spiders, I'm, I'm a very symbolic kind of person. I think of things in symbolism and all of my art reflects that. And when I think of spiders, I think of 
of uh, the symbolic meaning as storytellers, weavers of the web. And Michelle came to my mind as, as that kind of person. And then when I talked to her, she revealed things that uh, made me see why I thought that. Hi, Michelle. Hi, how are you? I'm great. It's so good to have you today. Um, I want to ask you, so first of all, just to make the spider connection, you told me you love spiders. I do, yes. And that you had spiders as pets? Yes. Um, I, I used to have a Chilean rosehair tarantula. Um, she was very beautiful. Uh, they look like, you know, Black Hills Gold, how it has different colors of like oranges and pinks and rose hues or rose gold, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so they look like that. Their little bristles are very, uh, you know, beautiful and metallic. And if you have one with a good disposition, they stay fuzzy and cute. Uh, if you have one with a, a bad disposition, then they have bald little butts. Because they kick off their spurs. Yeah, uh, they're kind of like, it's a defense mechanism, kind of like a porcupine. So if a spider is iry or ornery, it'll use its hind legs and kick off its back spurs. And it stings you like stinging metal. Wow. Okay. And yeah. how big are they? Oh, you know, they're just about the palm of your hand, like full grown. Okay. Chilean rosehairs don't really get very big. Okay. It's, yeah. Well, I love spiders, too, and I love tarantulas. I never had one as a pet. I had a six-foot boa constrictor, but never a spider. But that's so cool. But I don't want to spend a lot of time on spiders <laughs> with you because you have so many interesting things that you do. And, and like I said, I think of you as weaving a web because tell us. I mean, you just tell us what are all the many things that you do. And you don't even have to go in order. Just go with what you want to tell us. Okay. Um, well, I uh, I own Gloomy Sunday Productions, and it's a production company. Um, most of our work is in charity films uh, and commercial with various pieces and music videos as well. Um, I am the creator and uh, host of Horrors of the PNW. And that's an annual showcase that we premiere every year at Crypticon. And we are actually moving into another area where we will have a special series in Portland with Horror Heels. And we are also moving into another segment where Horrors of the PNW is actually going to be a series uh, available via streaming. It'll be going into distribution. Wow. So uh, it'll be a lot like... a. ABCs, not exactly, but, you know, anthologies. Yeah. The ABCs of horror. Yeah, that kind of thing. Um, we've been around for, uh, as far as horrors of the PNW, we've been around for six years. And uh, the horror host persona that I play is the Monsta. And uh, she can only communicate in silent film format when she's horror hosting, which is fun. Wow, that's interesting. I mean, that's that's really unique and and so this will be a Crypticon for one place, right? Yes. Yeah, you'll be doing a panel for Horror of the PNW. And you have to participate. I'm really excited. Oh, so excited to have you on. Uh, you and Tanya Atomic and a couple of other people will be there representing for Just a Prick. Because that actually will be in this year's Horrors of the PNW.
tell us about the blood drive. Just a Prick was made for the uh, massive blood drive PSA held by the Siska Twins, Twisted Twins Productions, and Women in Horror Month. This was their ninth year. Um, Tanya, Atomic, and I were lucky enough to be able to be uh, a part of the project, and we collaborated on Just a Prick. Uh, we got to have James uh, Grixoni from the new Twin Peaks series. He played Deputy Jesse. Uh, we got to have you in it. Um, yeah, we got to have Tristan Risk, and uh, that that was amazing. And uh, our lead uh, actor in it, who played Christopher James Phillips, uh, is actually the lead guitarist for the band My Life with the Thrill Cold. So that's all for Blood Drive and, and your short film. Yeah, because the Soska sisters, you said, what's their, it's their ninth year doing this? Yes, it's their ninth year, and the way that they do it is everybody creates a film, and uh, one film is presented per day in February, and it's to commemorate Women in Horror Month and to hopefully motivate people to go and donate blood because it's a precious resource. Yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun to be part of that. You guys um, being on your set, even for you know that short time that I was that day, it was just so much fun. You know, the way you and Tanya worked together and uh, everybody, everybody that was there. It was a real pleasure. Yeah, it, it was a lot of fun. And um, you're just you're just one of those people. You do so many things. So you do film, you write, um, you do music, mm -hmm. photography. Yeah, well, tell us. I also do uh, set design uh, I do screenwriting as well as uh, you know uh, story writing like novels, and um, I make and design wardrobe, jewelry, uh, cosmetics, and I do special effects, makeup, and prop building. Wow! And editing, I do a lot of editing. It's like the least glamorous out of any job title, but it's what gets the job done. Doing what so, now? Uh, film editing. Oh, audio editing. editing. Yeah. 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 You got to pay the bills too, mm -hmm. you know, while you're having fun. But your photography, I love um, your creativity, your, um, you know, you go with like history. You do things that are dark and spooky, but sexy and. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh, my photography and uh, it, I, I pride myself as a photographer. I like to get the shot in the camera so i will shoot uh, in advanced mode black and white if the image is black and white um i don't like to edit my photos if it can be helped yeah and uh so yeah film and photography and then so at uh, crypticon i i mean i met you the first time at living dead and yes that was that was my first celebrity guest appearance. Oh, ever. it was. Like I had been, uh, yeah, I was. I was all like super green. I was like, I don't even know who I am. <laughs> <laughs> it was. It was so much fun. They were so good to me. <laughs> and then last year, right at Crypticon. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. You got me and our Monos returns. Um, um, production team in a hotel room. 
I got all of you in my bed. Yes, you did. You and you have you got a photograph of it because you're a photographer. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I'm gonna use that to. That was really fun. <laughs> and we're gonna see you again this Crypticon. Horrors of the PNW this year uh, will be Saturday night at Crypticon. Um, we're really, really excited about it. It's our fifth year. Uh, we'll be featuring Just a Prick as a segment in it. Um, oh, gosh. It's just uh, we've come a long way because six years of filming and five years of presenting at Crypticon in particular has uh, – there's been a lot of growth, which is wonderful. And a lot of the same filmmakers who were there that we presented in year one are presenting again. And so – you know, their work has always been great, but we get to see, you know, how far they've come since we've produced their first works and whatnot. So I, I'm so excited. Yeah, because yeah. it's these groups, these uh, communities grow together. Yes, exactly. I, I just basically, I, I want to see uh, all of my friends and cohorts, the people who I admire. I just want to see everybody succeed beyond their wildest yeah. dreams. Yeah. So, and being a producer is great, and having an outlet like ours of the PNW is even more amazing because I can utilize that and be like, "Oh, you want to make a movie? You don't know how to finish your script? Well, here, you know, we have these script writers who will happily help you, and I help out as well. And then uh, we pull together the production, and then we make their film. You know, and it's cool because some of these people never thought that they'd have the chance to do that, and. I, you know, it, it, it's, it feels really good because I remember when filmmaking for me was a pipe dream and I always kind of, you know, wondered what it would be like to be able to help other people. And now I get to do that. Yeah. So what Horrors of the PNW really is, it's a collaboration then, an opportunity for people to, to network. Yes, it is. It's um, That's wonderful. Yeah, it's a good opportunity for networking. It's, uh, you know, a great spot for growth and where, you know, a lot of people have the aspiration to make a film and they've got their camera. And of course, you know, like, like any filmmaker, I agree, take your camera, go out in your backyard, try your best, learn and grow from there. But if you can find a production company, I will gladly take you on, teach you how to do things and help you see this come to fruition. Take that opportunity. Yeah. We also look at works that have already yeah. been filmed to be featured, oh. uh, which is, yeah. So it's not strictly, we pick one uh, filmmaker, one aspiring filmmaker a year, uh, you know, because it does cost, you know, money and time and everything. Uh, so we pick one filmmaker a year who is aspiring to make a film short and we pull all of our resources in and we pour them into that one person. So they can make that film, their dream short or, you know, their sizzle. And then the rest of the stuff that we featured is is usually two Gloomy Sunday Productions original pieces. Um, and then uh, other film works that either we were part of in some form uh, as producers, associate producers. And then there's uh, filmmaker submissions. We tend to cover the gamut trying to reach every type of filmmaker out there who's trying to get exposure. Wow. That's really great. And so um, where can people, well, you're going to give me links and things that I can put on the Facebook page, Jackie's Hand of Horror Facebook page for people to link to you and 
and Gloomy Sunday Productions and the horrors of the PNW and all that. What else are you doing? I mean, what other projects uh, or, you know, that you have done? What are the things that you, oh, well, let's talk about music. Um, yeah, uh, I'm actually, I'm a classically trained ballist. Uh, I was taught uh, how to sing in opera and uh, classic R&B, um, you know, Ella Fitzgerald, Billie Holiday. Um, I don't really get to use those very often, but when I do, it's always a blast. Um, there's my band, Anu, A-N-U. Uh, we perform at various festivals and live events. And, uh, my partner in the band is actually, uh, his name is Nathaniel Marshall, and he is incredible. Uh, he doesn't always get to travel, so sometimes if it's out-of-state stuff, uh, I will travel in the name of Anu and put on acapella, acapella uh, performances. Sorry. <laughs> um, so I just got back from California uh, performing at Louder Than Wolves, which was an incredible event. And uh, it was a charity event where we raised, uh, you know, some money for a uh, re- uh, women's oh, shelter. Oh, good, for a women's shelter. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So uh, a lot of the stuff I do is, uh, like, yeah, it's charity-oriented. Um, I, I look my work to be able to make a difference in the world, you know, as best yes. I can. Yeah, which is kind of hard to do if you make horror, but there's a few people who have found ways to go about it, you know, like, the people who want to, you know, give whilst creating, uh, like the Sokas have the blood drive, you know, and so on and so forth. So I, I find I like to uh, help out various charity efforts as best I can. Yeah. Well, I have found through uh, through all of these connections with people as I get into the horror community more, which is interesting because I was never a big <laughs> horror fan, you know, <laughs> and yet that seems to be the world that I have become immersed in. And but what I've learned is people that are creating horror film and uh, going in these directions, writers, they're really empathic, sensitive people. And, and I have to wonder if a lot of what they're doing is just their own uh, processing <laughs> of whatever their childhood fears are but um but i find them to be just such uh loving giving uh fun people you know so it doesn't surprise me at all to see horror used as a way for charity and to raise money for you know for good things yeah it it is pretty cool it's especially in the face of the stigma of your a stereotypical horror fan, you know? It, yes. It, it's very much a very contrary reality to what people are led to believe. Yeah, no, that's true. And, um, and now so many more women in horror. It's been growing for a while, but I think with all these more recent events, uh, the Me Too movement, we're going to see a whole lot more women coming out and doing what's always been in their hearts, but they just didn't know how to, to get themselves out there. And 
or they were being held down and couldn't get out. That's right. In one way or another, whether it was by someone else or their own self-imposed limitations. But now with so many um, wonderful role models stepping up to show what's possible, it's it's really exciting. We're, we're in some exciting times. And, and I love to see the women's viewpoint uh, in horror film because there are some differences. And uh, it's frightening, <laughs> to say the least. It's, we do. Um, it's, well, for me, you know, um, I am non-binary, uh, but I am female presenting, uh, for, you know, whatever that means is I, that's how the world perceives me and that's how mm-hmm. the world treats me, if that makes sense. So the experience there, yes. And, and so it's like, yeah. A, it is an experience that is very unique. It's, I was actually discussing recently the difference between like if a man is patted on the butt or if a woman is patted on the butt, a man is patted on the butt. That was rude. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I think women in, in horror and women in, uh, in these different fields that were traditionally male dominated, just kind of even the playing field. It just, gives us all an opportunity for for growth and greater just a greater pool of creativity you know it's so exciting because it's not just about men or women it's people working together you know when I go on these um, like on your shoot uh, for just a prick and yesterday I was in I was filming with Tanya for her new film and um, just People in film, the way their their focus and the way that people team up and they work together, and no matter how many hours you're on it, nobody's complaining. It's pretty just remarkable and very a very unique environment. There's nothing quite like it. That's definitely yeah. <laughs> it's 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 my favorite. It's kind of it turns into a horror story summer camp, you know. And then when it's over and everybody's like, oh, okay, it was nice to meet you, (laughs) you know, but it's, I feel like there's always like, no matter what set you're on, if it's a good harmonious set, there's a part of you that doesn't really leave the set. And that's like why, you know, you'll see that continuous camaraderie between people who work together on said sets. Yes, they continue on and they go into new projects and new collaborations and the creativity just goes on and on and spreads out like a spider web. How'd you like that segue? Very nice. Very nice. Oh, so is there anything else that that you want to talk about today? Is there any other projects? Oh, yes. Anything Um. Well, uh, I have uh, Tanya Atomic and I are working on a full feature with each other. Uh, We started kicking around uh, some aspects of it last year. Um, I will be a celebrity guest or special guest. I I really hate saying celebrity. It's I'm a tiny little bug, so it feels, I don't know, inappropriate to call myself that. I'm just, can I just say special guest from now on? (laughs) You know? And um, 
So I'll be at Sinister Creature Con uh, this June. Um, we I will be there with uh, the writer, Chris O'Connor, and I am so excited about that. We'll be live streaming our trip uh, down, driving from Washington State, and we'll be live streaming from our trip up back to Washington. This is my first time ever doing that. I don't really do the live stream thing. I, you know, it's, I'm, I, I mean, let's face it. This is Washington State. The reality is, is I'm a pot smoking goofball creative. And so the idea of live streaming just as much as interviews, I don't know if I'm going to say something regretful. I don't even know if I regret saying I smoke oh. pot. <laughs> <laughs> you know. Well, pretty common nowadays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, you know, it's, it's, I'm very excited about it and, um, you know, just to be able to have something to, uh, commemorate the trip with Crystal. Uh, yeah, she was, a yeah. comrade, of yeah, uh, comrades in horror for, uh, the bloodshed, which is a horror publication that I own, um, for the month of February. Yep. For the month of February. And, uh, so she's actually writing a horror-oriented children's book called My First Nightmare. And I strongly recommend checking it out. It is just so cute and sweet and creepy. Okay. Can you give me a, a link to that? Absolutely, I can. Um, it's it's about to come out. She's been sharing a lot of sneak stuff with the artistic renderings. It's, it's so exciting. Very cool. Uh, I also have a documentary coming out that I did in collaboration with Sacramento Horror Film Festival. And the documentary is Louder Than Wolves, Taking a Stand Against Rape Culture. Uh, different artists, uh, performance artists and filmmakers will be contributing to this piece. And that will be released uh, by next year. And we're hoping to have it out by October of this year. But we shall see how it goes in post-production. Um yeah, and uh, I also have another full feature coming up uh, where I actually play a lounge singer. Oh. And I'm very excited about that. And my short published story, uh, Devil's Habit, is being pushed into a novel. And uh, I will have that uh, finished and published by the end of this year. And it's going to be a full feature film. Um, it's an experimental horror art piece built upon non-exploitation. Uh, it was first published... Oh, gosh, I, six years ago. So I'm very excited to be, you know, pushing forward with it. No. Yes, yeah. you are busy. <laughs> you got a lot going on, girl. Wow. Well, I'm very excited about seeing you at Crypticon. I'm sorry, I did. I cut you off. What else? I know, I'm sorry. I, I'm doing the special effects and I'm helping uh, with the beauty makeup aspect, but Mostly I'm doing the special effects for the movie that you were in that Tanya Atomic is doing. Yes. Yeah, the one that we yes. that I was working on yesterday with them. Yeah. How great. So hoping to see you while I was up there, but uh, it was a long day and, um, you know, we just couldn't be on set at the same time. But I'm so excited you're working on that. Heck too. yeah. It's, I am super excited about it. When I am there, we should go get ramen. I would love that. I would love that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm going to see you uh, like yes. really soon, in just a few weeks, actually, up yep. in Seattle. 
and uh, we'll find some time. Um, I'll see you at your panel. You'll come to Monos Returns premiere, and uh, we're just going to enjoy ourselves, right? And, do, and we're both going to probably be doing a lot of recording of all kinds of things. Oh, so much. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it's going to be a blast. Yes, it will. It was such a pleasure talking to you today. And um, we will uh, see each other in person very, very soon. Thank you for having me. I always love talking to you. Yeah, love talking to you too. Hi. This is our segment on things that we love, our ring finger segment. And today we're talking about spiders. I know a lot of people don't love spiders, but I love this segment so much. I love it so much. I'd keep them in a cage. How about you, Tanya? Um, I love this segment mildly. I might I may I might kidnap it, but I think I would eventually let it go. Oh, okay. Huh. All right. So you'd be kind of kind to it just because you, it kind of creeps you out to keep it around, maybe. <laughs> yeah. Well, the thing is, I, I have a fascination with spiders, and I do like them, but I but I also don't want them to touch me. I have an aversion to a, the spider's touch. I see. Well, that makes sense. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, I've always, I've always <clears throat> kind of had a uh, a love of all kinds of creatures, but... I know my parents told me the story of when I was really small, I was just terrified of everything, like everything, an ant, a mouse, everything. <laughs> so, so they set out to get me over my fear of uh, living things that weren't human. And uh, they got me all kinds of pets. I had mice, I had a guinea pig, I had a snake. Oh, wow. and, and in the front yard there in Fort Worth, Texas, there was a trapdoor spider that I had discovered under a tree. And I remember I'd go out there early in the mornings in the summer and I'd lay on my belly as a three-year-old and just wiggle the ground, make a little stick move or something to try to get him to open up his little his little door and look at me and I could see his little speckly, you know, his little shiny eyes. But, uh, I didn't realize till many, many years later when I saw a picture of one, just how hideous looking they were. <laughs> so it would pop out and you would only see a, a little tiny bit and you're like, Oh, cute. Yeah, well, yeah. Cause the little door would pop up, you know, he'd open, he'd open cause he lives underground. He'd pop his little earth door open and look and he'd see, he'd be like, Oh shit, it's you again. You know, <laughs> yeah, you're not food. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so we were looking at spiders. I just saw an article about a fossilized spider. Well, it's not real. They say it's an arachnid, but it looks more like a what, like a scorpion. Uh, oh, the prehistoric animal that's trapped in the amber. Yeah, yeah it's it's got a long body like a scorpion, but yeah, I guess it's an arachnid. Yeah, it's got fangs and pinchers and uh i mean it's not very big uh it's from a, about 100 million years ago in southeast asia the cretaceous period but they really don't know what it is but it, the closest thing they can find is spiders because it's got a rear end that produced silk but it also has a tail oh. hmm mm. but you know there's a creature a lot like that 
that lives today and uh, in different parts of the world. But in El Paso, Texas, where I uh, we moved, oh, when I was six, right before Manos, the Hands of Fate, uh, they had these creatures there called vinegar runes. We call them vinegar rones, but they're the strangest looking creature. And <clears throat> they they average like three to four inches long. They're big. And they're black usually or dark, dark brown. And they have a body that kind of reminds you of a scorpion. They have a tail. They have what looks like uh, an antenna. It's not a stinger on the end of their tail. It looks like a little dune buggy antenna. And then on the front, they have pinchers like that looks like uh, lobster claws. <laughs> and they got, what, six or eight? I think they have eight legs. And they're just hideous looking, but they don't they don't hurt you. They're... Um, do they never sting or pinch or anything like that? I guess like they that? could pinch you, but they're not known for that. And they don't have hmm. any poison. But what they do is when they are uh, feel threatened, they spray out a mist that smells very strong like vinegar. It's just, it smells just like vinegar. And so when they do that with creatures trying to eat them, I guess it just repels them unless, unless the creature is like yeah. a salad eater and has a little oil to add, <laughs> you know, oil and vinegar, you know, it might be good, but, <laughs> but they're just hideous looking. And, you know, you just learn right away. You don't walk around barefoot outside, not because it's going to hurt you, but because actually, because a lot of other things well, would hurt you. <laughs> wow. So did so when you came across them, did they ever? Did you ever like get too close and you didn't know, and they sprayed you? No, you, uh, probably. I, you learn right away. I mean, when especially when you grow up in an environment like that, you really get wise to just the way. If you grow up where skunks live, you're not likely to get sprayed by a skunk because you know where not not to right. go. You know, or you know how far yeah. away to stand. <laughs> that sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, oh, and then there's others. What was that one we were looking at? The peacock spiders. That one's a cute one. God, it was adorable. Yeah, he has all the colors on him, and then he, like, pushes up, you know, he pushes up his colors and dan does a little dance. Yeah, like dance. a little fan He's dance. Cute. And only yeah. the males do that. They yeah, but they're teeny, teeny, tiny. They're uh, less than a quarter inch to even smaller. So if you happen to see, you'd be lucky to even see it. It would look like a little speckle of, I don't know, but it does look like peacock feathers. Mm -hmm. Very colorful. Very and they're cute. a type of jumping spider. So they have this amazing dance. And if you look them up, if you look up peacock spiders, and again, we'll, we'll provide some links, but there's so many different YouTube videos that people have put their mating ritual to music that you just can't help but laugh out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I've always loved jumping spiders. I always thought they were really cute when I was little because they, they just hop yeah. around. Well, you know, they look like they're so harmless and adorable. Yeah, there's cute spiders out there. I think even for people that are afraid of that sort of thing. And and even if that terrifies them, they can rest easy that if they're living in the United States where we're broadcasting from, then um, chances are extremely rare they're going to run into one because they don't live here at all. <laughs> 
And that's that's it on spiders. That's what I got. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, and uh, let's move on. Well, hi. Today's episode is spiders, as we know, and we have Aradia here for our pinky section. Hi, Aradia. <laughs> so let's talk spiders for a few minutes, honey. Um, are you the kind of person who stomps on a spider when you see it, or do you find one in the house and you try to find a way to get it out? I'm not that kind of person. I just let it live. Jace is the one, my brother Jace is the one who likes stomping them and killing them. Oh, so do you do you try to um, protect the spiders that he's going after? Yes. Oh, good. You're like me. I like to kind of get them out of the house and find them another place to live. <laughs> I'm just living here. Oh, do you? You don't mind them being in the house at all? Yeah, because I think they're they're natural. Sometimes pink people don't like them because they are predators. They like poisoning mm-hmm. to protect. One time I saw, because um, we have two house spiders. Yeah. That were nice that live in the bathroom down here. Downstairs, um, they live in the bathroom, and um, I saw one, one of them um eating some um an insect. And that's a good thing because they eat things that we don't want in the house. Other bugs. Yeah, like flies. Like flies, exactly. I don't mind having but, spiders around. Yeah, they're not not. Are they natural predators, though? Sure they are. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, even um, daddy long legs, they can't bite you, but they have quite a bit of poison, but they, their mouths aren't big enough to bite you, so they can't. Yeah, that's why they, um, they're they the nicest spider. Well, as far as humans go, we don't have to worry about them, huh? Getting on you? No. No. Trying to bite you? No. <laughs> Anything else? No. <laughs> There's all kinds of spiders. There's like big giant ones, right? Oh, like tarantulas? Exactly. Have you ever seen What's one? That? No. No? I used to have one. Really? Yeah, for a little while. What was what, what was her name? Or you know what? I can't remember. It was so long ago. I'm not even sure I named it. But uh, when I was really little in Fort Worth, Texas, there were tarantulas everywhere. And sometimes uh, on occasion, they would just erupt like thousands of them on the street. I remember as a four-year-old seeing the whole street covered in tarantulas one night. <laughs> um, what happened to your pet tarantula? I don't remember. Um, gosh, I think I gave him away. I, you know, I really don't remember. That's not very good. <laughs> not to remember what you did with a pet. 
Oops. <laughs> bad grandma, bad. <laughs> oh, one time I saw a show of um seventy two dangerous animals. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's a spider. It, and I think it was just saying, pick me up, please, pick me up. It kept waving its hands in the air. Oh, really? So I thought it was like, I thought it was like um, trying to say, pick me up, pick me up, pick me up. And that's all. And um. Oh, and that's all? Where do, lions, <laughs> where do lions live? Lions, Africa. Is that where the spider came from? I think so. Uh, well, you know, if you find a video of it, then um, I'll put it on. I'll put it on the the Facebook page for the podcast, okay? Because I like to share was, stuff like that. It was like, "Hey, pick me up, please! Pick me up! Pick me up! Pick me up, please!" Like waving its hands in the air, saying, "Pick me well, up." Well, then you find that video because I want to share it on the Facebook page, okay? It was, it was actually on Netflix. Oh well, maybe you can help me find it, and then I can share a link or something for people, okay? Okay. Because that sounds funny. I want to see it. Yeah. I'm going to have to come to your house and show you. That it. sounds good. In your, in your room, if you have TV. Well, we got to get together soon, because I miss you. But you're in California, huh? Well, I'll see you soon. Yeah. I love you. Love you, too. We'll talk next time, okay? On? Jackie's Hand of Horror. Yay! I hope you enjoyed this episode of Jackie's Hand of Horror. For links and more information on the fun and sometimes horrible things we discuss, please visit us on Facebook at Jackie's Hand of Horror, and that's Jackie with an E-Y. Thanks again for listening today, and special thanks to the great people who come together to make this podcast possible. My co-host, Tanya Atomic and Rachel Jackson, and also Greg Talley, Ron McAdams, Natalie Ryan, and the rest of the crew at the Revival League podcast. Join us again in two weeks for another fun podcast.